Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a change that's coming to the 2020. You still got to go through the NITMAMs, but there's a high probability this change is going to make it, uh, and it's going to affect a lot of people uh, all over the country. Uh, now the change is yeah, so that's why we're talking about. It. Especially, you know, we're going to talk about it because it deals with one and two family dwellings, and it's it's something else that you're going to have to take into consideration uh, when you're doing one and two family dwellings. That is a significant change. It does it is going to add costs to the project, but the proponents of this say we'll add safety, most notably to the first responders. And many places in the country, they already do this. Uh, and we could achieve this uh, in an existing application, but I'm going to give you the scenarios and we'll kind of go through all of them. So what we're talking about is a change that's been proposed uh, and it's made it all the way to the second revision. It's had some modifications to it, a lot of debate on the use of the term, uh, but now it looks like it's going to make it to the NITMAM. And we're talking about a 230.85. Now, this is the deal with an emergency disconnect outside, okay, for one and two family dwellings. And they've been trying this for a long time, and it made it, it, it failed at the 2017. It didn't make it. I was actually there, uh, and when it you know just kind of petered out, but it had strong support, and again. The individuals that are on that code panel, which is code panel 10, um, have a lot of knowledge in the safety aspect of it uh, and for different large associations. So they were a driving force behind it. Um, obviously, there is a lot of input from firefighters, first responders who come to a building and, you know, when the meter's outside and the panel's inside, there's really no way of killing the power unless they take the meter out or cut the line and and there's, you know, it's it can be different from jurisdictions to jurisdictions how they deal with it, and it creates an, a, a level of potential hazard for first responders. Okay, I get it, and and I'm not to give my opinion either way. Um, it's what it is, and that's what code making panel and all the pro, uh, public inputs and public comments are gearing towards. Um, so I want to just talk about what it's going to do and how you adjust your installation once the 2020 code comes into enforce in your area. Um, and of course, you do have the ability as a jurisdiction to modify, uh, amend, or whatnot something. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, take the code as it is. These are your experts. They, you know, vetted this all out, and this is what we've got. Um, was it potentially some manufacturer influence here? Maybe. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a safety concern, and we had influence from the first responders as well. So let's talk about it a little bit. So 230.85 is going to be added so far, to the 2020 National Electrical Code. So let's talk about it. What are we talking about? Now, here's what the code says, or here's what the proposed language is. It says 230.85, 
again, it's under services, 230, Article 230, Section 85. Emergency disconnects. Okay, so, all right, so we're being very descriptive here. It's an emergency disconnect. For what? It says for one and two family dwelling units. Okay, it says all service conductors shall terminate in disconnection means having a short circuit current rating equal to or greater than the available fault current. Okay, we're, we're real familiar with that. Um, we, we've talked about that in uh, the marking requirements in 110.21b. We've talked about the uh, fault current requirements in, in SCCR ratings and, and all this kind of... We, we covered all that before. Um, so... When we're talking about 110.9, 110.10, all that kind of goodies, 110.16. I mean, we got all that stuff for, for our available fault current. We get it. We got it. Okay. It says installed in a readily accessible outdoor location. Now, it says if more than one disconnect is provided, they shall be grouped. Okay. Uh, each disconnect shall be, uh, each disconnect shall be one of the following. Okay, all right. So dissecting this, if we come to a one and two family or one family dwelling, uh, which is also a one family dwelling unit, it's also a single family dwelling. Please don't ever get those confused. I know people that do. This is what we're talking about. Typically, you're not going to have a service to a one dwelling unit that's on the tenth floor of a multi-story building. Okay, understand what we're talking about for one and two family dwelling units. All right, so which will cover a single family dwelling. All right, got that out of the way. Now, it's saying that when I come there and I hit the meter, whether it's a service drop and it's going to service head, masthead coming down, uh, or it's a lateral coming underneath, coming up to the meter, we now have to have a emergency disconnect outside. Now, if you put your panel outside, an exterior NEMA 3R, and your main breaker's in there, that is your service disconnect, but it's also now going to be your emergency disconnect. So we we have marking requirements. So you're gonna you're gonna mark it both as emergency disconnect as well as a service disconnect. Okay, I'm sure the manufacturers will take care of all that uh, in order to accommodate that, or they'll put a the little sticker in there for you. All right. So one method is to achieve this. In the first item, it says service disconnects marked as following. So this would be your service if an outside panel is installed outside with all your breakers in it, everything in it, if you mark it emergency disconnect and service disconnect, then you're, you're covered. So the first responders come to that dwelling unit, that single at one and two family dwelling or whatever it is, and they come to it and they see there's a place to safely cut the power off. Remembering now that doesn't cut it off overhead, coming down to the weatherhead, coming down to the actual uh, meter to, through to the actual disconnect. I mean, it doesn't necessarily kill all that if that's the way you run your, your system. Um, so first responders have to be aware that when they, they're still, when they're running bucket trucks or doing something or firefighting activities or uh, whatever they're doing, climbing around on roofs, that you still could have power up at the actual weatherhead, whether it runs above the roof line, even with the roof line, whatever, still going to be there. But it could cut power off to the internal dwelling. And so this is what the number one provision here is allowing you to do that. The next one, it says, we're going to allow a meter disconnect that's installed pole 230.82 item 3. 
And of course, meter disconnects are pretty common. We didn't really do those on one and two family dwellings. They were more commercial oriented. Um, so that you can actually, to remove the meter, so that you don't have to deal with anything under any load. You cut it off, then you can remove the meter and you don't have any arcing that could take place because you really can't control all the loads that still might be running in a commercial building and all that kind of stuff. So it, it that's still there. Uh, and again, it's kind of the, the meter disconnects what we're talking about in 230.82.3. Okay, so that's permissible to do that. Uh, although at this point, I still have to mark it emergency disconnect but I also have to keep the same marking language that I had in 230.82.3. And that was also, it has to be, say, meter disconnect. It's not service equipment. Uh, and understand that makes a big difference because if that's just a meter disconnect, then, again, that's not your service disconnect. And you're not going to run that and you're not going to usually put your main bonding jumper there and then separate it into four conductors. You're just passing through a meter disconnect. Okay, then you might run to the meter, obviously, and then you go through the meter to your panel. Then that's where you put your main bonding jumper in there. So important to, to understand that it's required. It's saying that it is still a meter disconnect. It is not service equipment. Okay, so it retains that language. All you're adding here is if you want to do it now, you add that meter disconnect. Uh, it's got to meet all the requirements for the SCCR ratings and the available fault current and all that goodies that it had to meet before for a meter disconnect. But now you're just seeing that you can use those for one and two family dwellings as well now. And you got to add that extra language. Uh, item number three says other listed disconnect switches or circuit breakers on the supply side of each service disconnect that are suitable for use as service equipment and marked as following. Emergency disconnect, not service equipment. Okay, so there is the potential for other listed disconnect switches and circuit breakers that could be on the supply side of the service disconnect, kind of like that meter disconnect. But for whatever reason they're there, uh, that they don't constitute the actual service equipment, but it does constitute emergency disconnect. You just have to keep the same kind of thing going. You have to say, look, this is not service equipment. Okay, It's just emergency disconnect. It's kind of like a meter disconnect. But in this case, it's emergency disconnect. So you see you have three options here. How does this impact me as an electrical contractor? Um, so in my mind, I have to now install some type of disconnect on the exterior of the building. Whereas in the past, I come down to a meter and I pop straight through the meter into the back of the panel. And I'm done. Okay. Now I'm going to have to install some type of emergency disconnect on the outside of one or two family dwellings. So think about how you do that, how you, you're compelled to do that. And that's what's coming in the 2020 code. So again, it didn't make it in the 2017, although it was proposed. Uh, it did make it in the, the 2020, or at least it's coming. Uh, if you want to go look this up, it is second revision number 7924, and that's dealing with section uh, 85 of article 230. Uh, if you, you know, you're really that kind of person that likes to go dig into it and read it and look at the public, the public comments on it are public comment 1542, and all that's available. That's the beautiful thing about having an FPA account. You're free. You go in, you look at stuff, it gives you access to everything. Uh, and uh, beautiful thing, and you can see what was done previously. 
uh, and why they did certain things. So you can go look at it. Now, this one uh, was voted by 12 of the members, and all 12 of them affirmed. Uh, so um, that's what we've got moving forward. So again, it was pretty strong. Everybody that seemed to put comments to it were only arguing about the language, whether or not to use emergency disconnect or call it first responder disconnect. And back and forth, and NFPA kind of, or the co-panel, I should say, co-panel 10 kind of rejected most all of those, and they left it emergency. Um, some people said, you know what, it's going to confuse people with Article 700. Um, and so they disagreed and said, no, nope, it's not going to. It's an emergency disconnect because it's for the first responder, but it doesn't reference first responder in here anyway. So just remember that. Um, so um, that's about it. So that's what's coming in the 2020. And it is going to add a cost to adding this uh, service disconnect, either putting your panel outside and switching to a NEMA 3R and putting the labeling. Or if you put the service disconnect outside and then it's now feeders going in, which you were permitted to do anyway before, then you just need to do this extra marking. Call it service disconnect as well, but then also now emergency disconnect. That's fine if you want to do that as well. Um, a meter disconnect, which doesn't change the service point at all. That's just a meter disconnect and you have to mark it and make sure you remind people that it is a meter disconnect. It's still not a service equipment and now it is an emergency disconnect. And of course, again, recapping number three, I could have other listed disconnect switches or circuit breakers on the supply side of each of those service disconnection means. As long as those um, listed disconnect switches or circuit breakers are, are, are suitable for use as service equipment and marked as following. In other words, it has to have on there emergency disconnect and it also says not service equipment. Still has to be suitable for use as service equipment, okay? But it has to have the marking emergency disconnect not service equipment, okay? So there you go. For 2020, you're going to have this emergency disconnect on one and two family dwelling units outside of the actual dwelling, okay? And it's under 230, so we're talking about services, okay? Uh, we're not talking about the feeders that are going to individual dwelling units and all that kind of goody stuff. You, you get me where we're at here, okay? The one and two family dwellings like you and me deal in, uh, you know, live in, you know, that type of application, that's where it's going to be addressed. So this is a one and two family dwelling unit rule. We already permitted to have meter disconnects, for example, in commercial applications, and that's all covered in 230.82 item three. So that's done often, okay? But again, that's a meter disconnect, and it's still not service equipment, okay? This is a one and two family rule because the argument was first responders get there uh, and they are going to work on potentially live circuits inside of the building and they get to cut it off right there at a convenient location. Um, some parts of the country, this is not a big deal. They've been putting panels outside. All they got to do is change the labeling on it now. Um, in other parts of the country, uh, it's it's new and it's going to require the purchase of an additional disconnection means or the consideration of where you put the service panel, whether it's in outdoors or indoors. I'm not a big fan of putting my, my uh, uh, panel outdoors. But I have no problem with putting a service disconnect outdoors and putting a panel indoors, a remote distribution panel indoors. I don't have any problem with that. Um, so if this is an element that really was vetted out, that it was really a safety concern, and it was really not just a manufacturer driven to sell more disconnects, but if it was actually something that, can, that the first responders were behind, NFPA was behind, and everybody was behind, um, then okay. 
I'm all good for that. I'll let you decide that. But I just wanted to bring you the change. So, folks, there you go. 2020, it's what's coming. It's down the pike. Till next time, stay safe. God bless. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day the future's looking bright. Every day is another beginning.